Hey guys, Dr. Childs here. Today I want to talk about Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I have spent a lot of time helping all types of thyroid patients, including those with Hashimoto's, and I have found there is so much bad information and misinformation about this topic. So for this reason, we're, we're going to be talking about Hashimoto's facts that are going to help you as a either a newly diagnosed patient with Hashimoto's um, or someone who's had this disease for a long time, help you better understand what your disease is about so that you can do something about it, so that you can feel better because that's the really that's really the most important thing and why we care about this stuff. By the way, um, there, like I said, there's so much bad information out there. So if you are a thyroid patient who is perhaps more advanced, you, you've heard about the stuff I'm talking about here, please share down below that this information is correct. It's hard, it's hard for people to know, especially when they're first starting out, what's good information and what's bad information. But I can promise you this information is physiologically accurate and will be helpful for to you on your journey. So with that in mind, let's jump in. Now, the first thing I want you to know is that Hashimoto's thyroiditis is an autoimmune disease, which if it is untreated, if it is left untreated and you do nothing, which by the way is the standard uh, treatment recommendation and advice that doctors will give you, you will experience something called thyroid gland atrophy. And this just means your thyroid gland will be destroyed over time. That's just the way that it is. Now, we don't have to get there, right? We're gonna talk about that in just a second. But I want you to know if you do nothing, that is your future. Now that is a very bleak future, which is why this message is so important because if you do that, you have if you let it die, you will have a much harder time treating and managing your thyroid. If you do something now and the earlier you start the better, you have the opportunity to perhaps put it into remission, which we're going to talk about next. But I want you to know first that thyroid gland atrophy is the final step of what occurs if you do nothing to your Hashimoto's thyroiditis. But it doesn't have to be which is why we're gonna talk about, oh, actually, you know what? Let me just explain what thyroid gland atrophy means, by the way. So uh, thyroid gland atrophy just refers to the size of the thyroid gland. So if we looked at your thyroid gland, kind of looks like that, it's kind of a butterfly shaped, um, it has some speckles to it. This is kind of not a very good, accurate representation but of it, but you get the idea. When your thyroid becomes atrophied or damaged over time, it shrinks. So instead of being that big, it'll be like this. Now, the problem is when it gets to that point, it no longer produces T4 and T3. So it no longer does the function that it, that it needs to. And that's why this is so critical because at that point, you will be reliant on thyroid medication for the rest of your life. So you do not want to get there. And you can identify, this is called end-stage Hashimoto's. You can identify it with thyroid ultrasound. That's kind of beyond the scope of this, but um, I just want to briefly explain to you that's what atrophy refers to. Now, there is a hot topic or a hot, hotly debated, hot, hotly debated um, topic as to whether or not Hashimoto's can be cured or put in remission. Now, I'm here to tell you that I don't think cure is the right word, um, but you could loosely use it in this, in this setting. I think a much better term to use would be remission. And what I mean by remission is that Hashimoto's, when you have it and you put it into remission, there are no signs or symptoms that it was present in your body. Okay. Now, cure would imply that you go back to the state before that you were before you had Hashimoto's. And unfortunately, I don't think that's an accurate representation of what is possible because if you do put your Hashimoto's into remission, you are still at increased risk for it coming back, right? So that's why I think remission is a better term. But what you need to know as a patient with Hashimoto's is that it is possible to put it into remission. Now, you're, this is important because your doctor will say, hey, 
This is a chronic disease. You're gonna have to deal with it for the rest of your life. There's nothing you can do. Deal with it, take your thyroid medication, and just learn to live with it. Learn to live with all your symptoms that you're experiencing, like weight gain and hair loss and constipation and all that stuff. That's not true. You can manage your symptoms 100%. Now, that's not easy, okay? That's different. I'm just saying this is possible. I'm not saying it's easy. Um, and I don't even think it's possible in every single case, by the way, if, if I'm just being, if I'm leveling with you, then I think a lot of people can have significant improvement, a decrease in their symptoms, but I don't think 100% of people can put it into remission, at least not with the data and the information that we have right now. And I say that because I have done very advanced uh, intensive therapies with patients and we will help them improve. Well, I'll get them to a reduction in their symptoms, but we don't always completely eliminate or put the, the disease into remission. So I want you to know that remission is a possibility um, and it should always be the thing that you shoot for. And if not, it's like, it's like aiming for the moon, but hitting the stars instead. Like it's either way you're going to do good. Right. And this is, this is why I want you to aim for remission because if, even if you don't get into remission, guess what? You're still going to lose weight. You're still going to have more energy. Your hair's going to grow back. You're not going to be as constipated. You're going to feel better, right? No matter what, it's worth it to do something. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is kind of a piggyback off of that. And it's number three is you don't always need medications if you have if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And that's because it exists on a spectrum. On one hand, we have really mild disease. And on this end, we have very severe disease. Now, the more severe you are, the more likely you are to need medications. And by medications, what I'm referring to would be level thyroxine, um, Synthroid, or, or other medications, right? This includes Armour Thyroid, MP Thyroid, et cetera, Lyothyronine, Cytomel. I'm not gonna go over, over all of them, but any sort of medication. The more severe the disease gets, the more likely you are to need that medication. But here's the thing, it exists on a pretty broad spectrum. So you could be here, or you could be here, or you could be somewhere in the middle. Now, whether or not you decide or elect to use thyroid medications is, a, is up to you and your personal situation and how aggressive you want to be with your treatments, which may put your, your disease into remission. Because the more likely you are to treat it and reduce your symptoms, the less likely you are to need prescription medications. Now, some people have an aversion to prescription medications and they don't wanna use them at all. And that's fine, you can do that if, if that's your goal. Now, my personal recommendation would be if you are symptomatic, if you're experiencing things like weight gain and hair loss and all the symptoms we talked about previously, I think it's a good idea to temporarily take thyroid medications while you do a whole bunch of natural therapies um, to try and put that into remission. And then guess what? You can just go off that medication later um, if you decide you don't, if, you, if your thyroid can increase its own natural function and you no longer need it. But I do want you to know, and I have seen, the, I ha, it has been the case that many times there are patients who can completely put their Hashimoto's into remission without ever touching a prescription thyroid medication. But that's not always true because of the thing I said in the very beginning with the thyroid gland. If you have thyroid gland atrophy, no matter how aggressive you are with your treatments, you're gonna need thyroid medication. And that's because the thyroid gland is no longer functional and thyroid hormone is required to sustain life. You cannot live without thyroid hormone. And if your thyroid gland is not producing it, you're gonna have to get it from thyroid medication, okay? Now, the another fact that I want you to be aware of, and this is kind of confusing to a lot of patients who are newly diagnosed, is that it can cause both hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism. So hypothyroidism, meaning of course, low thyroid function, and hyperthyroid function, meaning high thyroid function. And that's because of the mechanism by which Hashimoto's damages your thyroid gland. 
So if we think about your thyroid gland as this thing, like that thing I talked about before, the, auto, the immune system is attacking it. So we have the immune system here. But remember, this is a storage house of T4 and T3 thyroid hormones, and honestly, even some T2 in there. So we have a lot of potential, a lot of a potential energy stored up inside of the thyroid gland. And when your immune system damages the thyroid gland, it opens the door to release some of that hormone out. So if you release that hormone out, guess what? You're gonna get flushed with the symptoms or flushed with thyroid hormone more than your body can handle, and you're gonna become hyperthyroid. Now, that doesn't happen very often, but it does happen sometimes. And when it does happen, it tends to be short-lived. It only lasts for a couple months or so. Now, the reason I say that is because most doctors will tell you, they will tell you correctly, that the majority of the time it will result in hypothyroidism, meaning low thyroid function. And that is true, because the same system that's attacking it, if it attacks it and damages it permanently, then it can no longer produce thyroid hormones like it should, which means that those thyroid hormones levels will go down. But initially, they can sometimes go up because of the immune damage that occurs on the thyroid gland. So I want you to be aware of that, the fact that it can cause both hypo and hyperthyroidism. Now, these are four easy facts that I think every patient with Hashimoto's needs to know because it will inform them on how to go forward with their treatment. No matter what you do, if you are listening to this, do not fall into the trap of sitting around and doing nothing and letting your, your own body destroy your thyroid gland and cause thyroid gland atrophy. There will be, hopefully people will come down in the comments and let you know, but it is so much better to keep your own thyroid gland, even if it's hobbling around with 50% thyroid function or 75% thyroid function, that is far better than removing or having an inactive thyroid gland inside of your body and being 100% reliant on thyroid medication for the rest of your life. That is not a good state to be in. Now it is possible, I'm not trying to downplay it. If you're already in that situation, that's okay. There are things that you can do, but you need to have a really good doctor in order to get that, to get your thyroid function optimized at that point. So that's all I have for you guys today. If you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. I do my best to answer as many questions as I possibly can. And hopefully you found this information helpful. If you did, I have tons of thyroid resources and PDFs and downloads and free things that you can that you can look at to help you take control of your life and manage your thyroid symptoms. So otherwise, that's all I have, and I'll see you guys in the next one.